All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. Wow, what a week. It started out with my brother visiting from New Jersey. We went on a whirlwind tour of fun. We started out with some jeeping out in the land between the lakes, which is situated between Lake Barkley and Kentucky Lake along the Kentucky and Tennessee borders. We went exploring and found the Hotel California and St. Stephen's Church that day. We then finished it at a lakeside watering hole called Fat Daddy's, a great day of mud and fun. If you have a 4x4 or like to hike, I strongly recommend taking a trip to LBL. The next day, we went east in Tennessee and enjoyed the RC Cola and Moon Pie Festival. That's right, RC Cola. RC Cola is from a time when things were simple and it's great ice cold. Moon pies are, well, hand-sized portions of heaven. It was then off to Nashville for the first NASCAR Cup race in over three decades. It was hot, loud, and awesome. Everyone had a great time. Now, we played it safe, got a hotel in a small town over in Smyrna, so we could partake in adult beverages and just Uber. No issues getting to the race. Getting back turned into an adventure over an hour of trying to get connected until we finally found the Uber driver who did not have a fare and hired him to get out of there. It was fun, and I would definitely do it again. Of course, last week we also had our 21st episode drop on Tuesday, and we hope you enjoyed as much as we did creating it. As we head into this weekend, get ready for this episode to drop. We're excited for it and thankful for all of you. Check out this episode and learn about Dustin Gruss. So welcome to the show, Dustin. I'm glad we finally got this thing going. It took us a little while to get connected. You were busy. I was busy. And we almost missed tonight. So I'm glad we're finally on together. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about your journey, and how you became a greatness facilitator. Sure. So really, it started over 20 years ago when I started my first like kind of adult jobs as uh, getting into customer service um, as a teenager and realizing how good it felt to help my customers get satisfaction, get what they needed, um, and then some going above and beyond. And I just always resonated with other people. Um, I've always just really been a empath, really empathetic with other people. Um, I, I guess a woman at my church when I was real young called me uh, her gentle giant because I was a big baby, a big boy, but I was very gentle to other kids and other people always. And so I've spent you know a good good amount of um, about twenty years in various customer service fields, uh, you know, delivering pizza, working in hat stores like Lids, working as store managers was a mailman for seven years. I've been doing all these different things, but it was honestly my last almost eight years now where I got into the fitness industry where I became a personal trainer. And I saw that to be physically fit, there was some disciplines that you needed to have. Um, You really needed to have the mindset to get up and do it every day. You needed to Uh, take care of other things outside of the gym. You needed just to have the mindset, the dedication, and ambition to keep going. And I realized that 
those same disciplines you could transfer to other areas of your life. You could transfer it to your finances, to your relationships, to your career. And I really just saw that intersecting. And so I started looking at, you know, and as a trainer, you usually get told people's story anyways, and you kind of become their therapist in ways. And as they're telling you what's been going on with their life, why they're going a little bit harder that set uh, or slamming the slam ball a little bit harder this time versus another. And so seeing those things, I decided, you know what, I want to look into this life coaching thing. I had a good friend and mentor down during my time that I lived in Florida that he looked into different life coaching. He went with a dream manager, um, which is an awesome program as well. But I decided to get a life coaching certification through Fowler International Academy of Life Coaches. And Barry Fowler, who's the creator of that program, he's the same guy that created the Sylvan Learning Systems, which is helps kids study for school and helps with their academics and everything. So he he put together this amazing program. And, and so I looked into life coaching and, and earned a certification through that. And that's what I've been doing since. I've been just kind of interacting or interweaving those two worlds, the, the fitness world and, and however else I can help other people. And I kind of coined the phrase myself, greatness facilitator, because greatness is defined as exceptionally high quality. And facilitator is someone who pr- provides unobtrusive guidance and assistance. So as a greatness facilitator and a life coach, I, my goal is to empower you to give help you find your way, the path that's going to work for you. I'm not going to do the work. You're going to do the work. I'm going to help you know, steer you through those foggy areas and, and help come up with a game plan. But you're the one that has to execute the plan. And I just help hold you accountable. So that's where I came up with the term greatness facilitator. Awesome. Man. I think it's a great name, too. Thank you. Thank you. That's what it kind of drew me into you. When, when people have good taglines like that, that's what kind of grabs my attention and says, I got to talk to this guy or this gal. And that, that was a good one right there. Well, I appreciate it. And, and I think the probably the term greatness, it really resonated with me uh, because of Eric Thomas or E.T., the hip hop preacher. I was a big fan of his. And he had a a book and a mixtape called Greatness is Upon You. And just any time I listen to him, it just gets me pumped up and, and excited. And and just the greatness resonated with me. And, and that's I, I believe we all have greatness within us or a great life waiting for us at the very least that we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our creator and the universe to go out and get that life of greatness. And so that's what I want to do. I want to be that facilitator that helps you find that life of greatness. Definitely. And, uh, and I think you're right. Everyone has that inside them. And most times they have some kind of mental roadblock that stops them or they hear the noise from outside saying, no, you can't, no, you can't. And sometimes it just takes someone like you to open that little window for them and say, hey, jump through. You got this. Uh, you can uh, exceed in anything you want to do as long as you take that first step forward. Absolutely. And and one of the things I always tell people, too, is I'm no different than you. Like my part of my journey as a greatness facilitator, part of what I do is I go through it with you because I'm going through it all myself. I'm myself or any coach that you see on Instagram or YouTube or anything like that, they've not only gone through 
their own trials and tribulations, they're continuing to go through them. It's it's always a grind for all of us. No one's living a perfect life. You might only see the perfect life now, but they all started somewhere. If you really sit and study these people, you'll know what they went through and what they're continuing to go through if you really pay that close attention. And I still have those times where I doubt myself and and who who am I to be the one leading you through this? Who am I? And it's like, you know what? I don't necessarily have to lead you. I, you know, to me, a leader isn't someone that tells you what to go do. It's someone that shows you, walks through it with you and, and, and is just encouraging you along the way. Exactly. And that's something I learned in my former life in the military. I served 22 years and most of that time as a leader. And, you know, early in uh, my leader time, I was barely 20, 21, 22 years old. Who was I to tell someone? what to do or how to do it when I really was just learning myself. So along my journey, I had to learn that path and learn the ways to, to motivate them and give them that mindset that they are as good as they are, as good as they can be and how to get them past that and push them over to the top and make them the best they are. And most of the people I worked with have actually passed me passed up where I ended up and are doing great things in life. And I think it was just because learning as I went and basically the same thing you were just saying, how, how do I make you better if I'm still learning? And I had to do that on the fly. Absolutely. And, and and it's not like you're upset or salty that they moved past you. It's That makes you proud because you know you played a part in them getting to where they are. You helped them change that mindset and, and click what whatever it was within them. And so you helped them get to where that. So you're celebrating. You're not upset and, you know, and spiteful or envious, you're happy for them. And that's awesome. And and I also want to say thank you for your years of service. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, no problem. I appreciate the compliment. And, and I, I totally agree. I When I see him, it's like looking at a, a proud dad, looking at the kids move forward. And it, it gives chills every time one of them steps higher. So it, it's really good. And I bet it's the same thing with you. As you see the first people that you started uh, coaching with, where they are now have you had any aha moments with them oh yeah absolutely one of my great great uh early on clients um was not only a personal training client that as soon as she had that aha moment she just started dropping pounds like crazy she was uh started getting to the gym she was already training with me four days a week she, I started seeing there at the gym on my days off or her days off from training with me and, and doing a little bit extra, but knowing that she took it upon herself to fix the other things once she saw what was going on. And then because of the success we had there, she was one of those early on people that transitioned into one of my coaching clients. And one of the biggest things for her was figuring out her finances and, uh, getting out of debt and trying to teach her her son those same principles and everything and and we took care of that too and and she's thriving and doing awesome with a, a new job and and really living her dream out so it's it's awesome to see that's awesome success breeds success and positivity also breeds the positivity to lead towards success and it seems like you you got that uh you got that mindset down pat and I don't know if you probably through your uh, upbringing too. I'm sure mom and dad or your your guardians they pushed you to do positive things towards people, 
Is that a true statement or was there someone else in your life? Oh, absolutely. My parents and, and their parents before them. Um, I, I can recall my, after my grandmother had passed away, who she was an amazing woman. She passed away when I was in about fifth grade, but I just remember hearing stories about her during her memorial service about how she raised money for someone in the neighborhood um, to get them a wheelchair because they didn't like what they had was just really old, rusty beat it up and, and herds getting together to put, to raise money for a wheelchair. And then when my grandpa um, had started seeing another woman and stuff and, and we weren't the, my parents weren't the most fond of her. They, they kind of felt like she was somewhat after the the money and stuff that my grandpa had gotten as a result of my grandma passing. Um, I remember him getting in a fight with my parents and me kind of walking out to, to go after him and, and just see how he was and him just immediately, like, even though he was just upset and, and like heated argument with my parents, him just flipping on a dime and saying, you have such wonderful parents. Like just be be so happy with who they are and how they're taking care of you and raising you boys. Like they're doing an amazing job. And, and then when it comes to my parents, if as soon as you know, as soon as you meet anyone in my family, you become our family. And it's just an awesome thing to be a part of. And, and they're involved in our church and, and do so many wonderful things and mission trips and, and helping out with the youth and stuff. They've, they've always instilled those kind of values in, in myself and my brother's. That's awesome. And uh, that's kind of how it is in our house here. Once uh, once you walk through the threshold of that door, you become family. And then until you do something really outrageous to not be part of it, you're always in that circle of the family. Uh, my daughter got married last year and basically all her bridesmaids became extra daughters to us. Oh, wow. So I went from one daughter to a whole tribe of them, which, you know, it's, it's great. And it's, it's heartbreaking at most times listening to girl problems, but <laughs> uh, my wife deals with most of that. I just have to be around, I guess, <laughs> be the positive light on the other side of it. Absolutely, and and to show them that there are great guys out there worth waiting for and 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 seeing, and and so I'm right. I'm sure you're giving that example for them too. So I'm sure it's heartbreaking, but you're also yeah. giving them hope. So that's awesome. Yeah, and that's a and I, I think it shows with you uh, how you open your family. You have two foster kids now. Have you done? other foster children before or these your first two uh this is our second set of siblings uh we actually um the day we got our foster license that you know you go through a pre-service training which takes anywhere from like six to eight months so we went through a pre-service training and then you know home studies and all that and then the day they called us to tell us that our license got approved we said all right put us on the bed list you know which is basically the waiting list and where they is you're one of the houses that they'll call when kids come in the system and they kind of told us like well you you might not get a call right away 40 minutes after we told them go ahead put us on the list they called us saying that they had a one-year-old girl and a eight-week-old boy wow <laughs> yeah so apparently we're just you know all about the irish twins <laughs> but uh <laughs> But they were with us for seven weeks, and which, you know, at first they said it wasn't going to be long, and then next thing you knew, okay, another week went by, another week went by, and then all of a sudden it was, okay, well, they're going to go home, you know, this day. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days go by, all right, well, they're going to go 
back to family this day. And it stretched out for seven weeks, which, you know, it's reopen our, our home up and to give these kids love and make sure whatever is going on and in their home life it gets taken care of so they can return home. And, and so it, the longer it goes, the harder it gets to, you know, kind of say goodbye. Cause you definitely do get attached. These become your children and, and, and you love them unconditionally. Um, so that the current two we have now, we, we waited about a month um, after the first two went, went home before we went back on the bed list and we got the older of the two that we have now. And he came to us at three months old and he's turning two uh, next week. Wow. And then his, his half brother came to us um, on the second day of his life, which was, you know, a year ago, Monday. Wow. Yeah. So he just turned one on Sunday and, so we've got the two and it's, it's been a journey. Like when, when he came, when the younger one came to us, uh, the day after he was born, uh, he might've came to us a little early. Like he was tiny. Um, he was definitely premature. Um, he wasn't really taking his bottle very well and stuff. And, and the first night was a little, little rough, but after, he's just thrived and is just a handsome boy. And he just, He's starting to get up and walk on his own, which is awesome and and also <laughs> scary at the same time. It's like, uh, we got to keep an eye on him. Where is he at? <laughs> He's got big brother to show him bad tricks. <laughs> uh, yeah, he definitely pip, picks up everything his brother does. So it's <laughs> it's, but his brother is a sweet boy as well, and 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 you know he, but he's turning terrible too, and and so there's. Some not so sweet things he does, but it's it's fun. It's it's a journey, but it's fun. It's a learning process for all of you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, what's the what's some of your uh, ways of setting goals? Uh, do you have a technique, or do you just go straight forward with them? Um, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually last summer during the pandemic, um, I took one of my um public speaking presentations that I did um and created a online course which I'm in the m- middle of moving from teachable over to my actual website and it's it's kind of my own version of smart goals I just I kind of reworked the the acronym itself and so the first one the first s is stack smart goals so it, what I mean by that is stack your goals. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Dealing with allergies right now. So what, what I mean by stack your goals is to, when you come up with a goal, you know, if you have something in mind, like say you want to lose 20 pounds. All right, well, how are you going to do that? What's, what's it going to take to get that? So you're going to break it down into smaller goals. So one is, okay, I'm going to, you know, cut out drinking soda or pop or depending on where you live in this country, you say soda or pop and, you know, um, but Pepsi, Coke, whatever it might be. <laughs> and so you're going to cut either cut that out or cut it down. And so you're going to break that down um, and make sure you're drinking only three a week or four a week or 
again, getting it all out all together. That's going to help reduce your sugar intake. And that's what my one client we talked about earlier did is she realized because she was working in a nursing facility and she was working overnight. She was drinking probably equivalent of a two liter pop a day, but she was doing it in 20 ounce bottles. But because it was broken down in a smaller bottle, she didn't realize it was adding up to a full two liter. So that was one of the things, first things she did that made a big difference. Right. Uh, another thing you would do is, okay, I'm going to go to the gym, aim for three or four days a week. That's another thing that's going to help get to your goal. <clears throat> tracking your calories um, or tracking your food. So these are different things that are going to stack towards your and your overall goal of um, losing that 20 pounds. Uh, another reason this this method is, is created is, uh, I don't know if you've read Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think I have it right here on my bookshelf, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> so you've heard of David Brailsford and the, um, the cycling team, yeah. um, the British cycling team, and, and that's one of the things he did the aggregation of marginal gains. So if you break things down into just smaller bite-sized things that you know you can do on a very easy level, those things are going to add up and contribute to your overall goal. So again, the cycling team, they did things like they switched from the outdoor suits to the indoor cycling suits. They rubbed alcohol on their tires to so they would grip the road better. Uh, they paid attention to what pillows they and mattresses they slept on that gave them better sleep, what gels helped with the uh, muscle recovery, you know, paid attention to their food intake, all those different things. And those added up to, within a small amount of years, them having uh, a championship cycling team. So, so that's a big part where that stack or smart goals comes from. The next part would be mark your calendar. And what I mean by mark your calendar I have a system. Do you remember when you were in like say kindergarten and you did something good? What would the teacher give you? A star or something or something on the calendar on a board. Exactly. You would get a star. So it's just the simple thing I do is if you put a, a, a big calendar or even just a wall calendar up somewhere where you're going to see it every day and you do something towards your goal every day, you put a star. So again, if I make it to the gym, my goal is to make it to the gym seven days a week. Days I make it to the gym, I put a big star over it. If I didn't make it to the gym that day, I put a big X over it. So by the time I get to Wednesday, I'm going to count and see, okay, I have two stars. I have four more days to get to the gym two more times. Okay, I can do that. If maybe you only have one star, okay, I need to make it a priority to get to the gym. Plus, when you're seeing those stars, who doesn't like getting stars? You're, you're going to feel better when you get to put that big star on there. So by having those four stars a week, that's going to, you know, obviously help work you towards your goal. And then the other fun thing to do is at the end of the month, count how many stars you have and try to improve on that total number by at least one the next month, nice. um, even more. So... So you got the first two of my my own smart. The next, the A is accountability. Get someone with a similar goal um, or someone that you know at least holds you accountable. Tell someone um, what you're trying to accomplish and ask them to hold you accountable. It always helps to have someone that you look up to and admire um, that's, or 
as well to have them be your accountability partner because you they're going to share tips on how they did it before. Our review, uh, look back on what's been working well for you, what has been working well for you. I always tell people to keep kind of a, a journal or if you're tracking your food, look back on that. Look at days where you're over your goal, uh, your calorie deficit, you know, over your calories, whatever it may be. Review and either adjust your plan or um, continue on how it's going. And then lastly, uh, T, take it all in. Again, as you're taking, as you're on this journey of going for your goals, definitely keep a journal and enjoy those milestones. Like really the, uh, the big part of taking all in is to set milestones. So if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, once you hit the first five, do something to celebrate the first five pounds. Set another celebration for 10 like just do things to celebrate your journey how it's going so far because if you don't do things to celebrate your victories and and pay attention to that you're just gonna get lost in the shuffle of and of trying to accomplish it and if you don't have those little milestones to celebrate it's you're not gonna feel like you're getting anywhere as quickly as you should so break it down and the other T that I always say is talk to me. You know, you need a little extra help. You need a little incentive. You need a little more direction or accountability. Reach out to me. I'm always happy to help. Awesome. That's a, I've never heard. I've never had the stack part, the smart goals, uh, put in there or the way you just put, uh, uh, set it. We actually taught smart goals at my former job when I was uh, mentoring the uh, transitioning veterans. But it was just basically the straight and narrow smart goal. So this is a much better, much better way of, of looking at it, and it'll make the person actually want to achieve their goal. I think. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's and depending on who you listen to, there's so many coaches out there. Like some coaches are for, for the original smart goals, some are against setting goals. I, I think goals having a direction of what you're trying to get to helps. I mean, you know, here I am, a personal trainer, and everything. As, as part of what I do and my wife, I did Weight Watchers to start this year with my wife and I thought it was a great program. Um, why did I need Weight Watchers? Well, you know, gyms have been closed and it's been hard to kind of keep up with everything. And I realized even though I've been doing things that puts on, put on muscle, I've definitely have gained weight through many other things. And Weight Watchers is one of the things where it breaks it down where like, okay, you've lost five pounds. They send you a letter and a congratulatory pin. Once you lose 10 pounds, they do the same thing. 15, I, they send those, these little reminders of encouragement. And that's why it's great to break down your goals into smaller things and that make it more achievable and easier. And, and again, those are all going to add up towards your overall goal. Plus, you might see, too, you know, that once you start achieving the things that you want or working towards a goal, like, okay, say someone's wanting to lose that 20 pounds, like I'm using this example, they might get to the point where they've lost 10 pounds and decided, you know what, I'm comfortable with this weight, I'm going to start putting on muscle, and they want to transition to muscle, where they're, they're going to stop looking at the, the scale and really focus on what how their body feels, and so that things might change. So by changing, you know, by stacking your smart goals, it's going to allow you to kind of shift 
and transition. And that's where that, again, that R part comes into the review. Like if you need to change what your original goal is to something else by looking at what you've been doing, you can very easily adjust and shift to what your new goal is. Definitely. And that's all, that's great advice. And that, that's the one thing people kind of forget, even though you're losing weight, you still have that muscle and you mm-hmm. might want to be defined and gain that muscle. And you'll still look good. You might be heavier than you want it to be, but you'll still be healthier and look actually much better than you did prior. Oh, absolutely. There's so many uh, like fitness people on Instagram that will post pictures uh, before and after, and they'll actually weigh more weight now than when they started, but it's they're leaner and in better shape, better health. So it's because, yeah, muscle does weigh more than fat, but like it's they're skinnier because they have more muscle. Right. So if you had to motivate someone to get into your line of work, either the personal trainer, the coaching, or a combination thereof, what would the top three things you tell them to do to get into the business? To get to become a coach or trainer themselves? Right. Well, one, it's definitely figure out why you want to do it. You got to have a why you want to help people in either facet. Um, You got to have a reason to get up each day and put others before you in many ways. Um, For me, it's just knowing that I'm leaving people better off than when I found them. That's something that drives me each day. I want to make sure people are smiling and happy because there's so much in this world right now to not be smiling about to be unhappy with. Um, and I want to help focus on the positive and, and help make sure people are feeling better about themselves. So have a why and know what what's driving you to want to do that. Um, secondly, I would say, you know, make sure you're walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Um, you know, if you're going to be a personal trainer, you don't have to be the most fit person but someone's going to want to, if they're going to take advice from you, they, you better have some accreditation and, and some experience on why you're telling them to do something. Because if you don't show that you can do it or willing to do it as well, that relationship probably isn't going to last long. They're probably not going to stay with you for long. So make sure you're able to follow things which honestly as a a trainer and a life coach stuff taking your own advice is sometimes one of the hardest things to do but if again if you have the right reasons for it it's going to be a little bit easier to do it as well and and just know that you know remember that you're human and that you're going to have days where you stumble and that's okay it's just making sure you you get back up um and then lastly uh if you're wanting to become a trainer or a life coach, uh, for currently in the United States, to become a life coach, you actually don't have to be licensed or, or certified. You Anyone can call themselves a life coach, but it always helps to have that accreditation and, um, and be legit. 
So definitely do your due diligence and find a program that registers with you and meets with you and, and is recognized because you can find, you know, certifications for as low as like 20 bucks, but some people are going to, are going to look at it and, and have no interest in working with you. So definitely do your due diligence and look for uh, things that look for a program that is going to speak to you and what you want to do and how you want to do it and how you want to approach it. That's great advice. And I like that last part the best because you see a lot, even fitness trainers, a lot of them say they're fitness trainers, but they're not certified in anything. They've just basically went through the process with another trainer, making them go from where they were to where they are. And now they're, they started their own Instagram channels to get that same uh, notoriety or same payday. And I, I think I like to have that little certified bubble behind them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, how does someone get in contact with you other than like I did through Guestios or other ways to get in contact with you? Yeah, you can check out my my main hub is my website. That's www.steptoptogreatness.com. And I have, you can reach me on email through there. You should be able to contact me through there. But my email address is Dustin at steptoptogreatness.com. And you should be able to email me anytime. I respond pretty quickly. You can also find me on socials, uh, Step Up to Greatness on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, I don't really do Twitter a whole lot. I do have a YouTube channel as well. Um, it's just Twitter. I, I get lost in Twitterverse, so I, I kind of had to cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just for my own uh, productivity. It's like, ah. So, and not that I don't get lost in other ones, but I make it a point to make sure I'm not grabbing for my phone first thing in the morning. So if I have this any times, but, but yeah, so but main mainly my my website stepuptogreatness.com. Uh I my own podcast coming unstuck, which is a step up to greatness podcast. Uh you can it uploads to there. I also use Anchor, which you're we're recording this on right now. Um so I, I have a feed of my podcast loads up to my website. Otherwise you could find my podcast on know any of the platforms anchor provides it to so google play apple spotify all those of course just anchor.fm as well and but really everything else is again is on my website stepuptogreatness.com you can reach me through there you can get information on uh working with me as a coach um i do group coaching i do it virtually um if you have an event where you like a speaker i do public speaking as well i have a list of different presentations that I've given in the past before, as well as always working on some, some new stuff and I'm happy to help you or your family or your company in any way. Awesome. Thank you, Dustin. Thanks for taking your time to come on misfit nation podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. Awesome. Thank you very much, Richard. I appreciate it. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. You as well. Thanks. All right. Bye. That was great chatting with Dustin and learning how to stack our goals so we also can find our greatness. 
Check out his links in the show notes so you can connect with him and see what he can do for you as you go forward in your goal setting. All right, you know how we do this. Thanks for taking your time to spend with us on the Misfit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to become a sponsor, please go ahead and jump in. Reach out to us. We'll tell you how to get that done. We appreciate you. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are the Misfit Nation.